Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. Well, because we have another wonderful summer coming, actually even in the spring we need to start taking prevention when it comes to bug bites, all sorts of bug bites. We're going to just kind of touch on them today. And the thing is, is when you talk about bug bites, you're talking about skin and things like that. So you can't really disconnect the effects of noxious weeds as well, you know, like poison ivy, poison oak, some of the other things that you could touch like nettles and um, things like that that could affect your being outside. But the main thing that we're talking about today is, like I said, bites, mosquito bites, tick bites, and things like that. People are so afraid of bites nowadays and you know I guess they should be because there's so many diseases linked to limes. There's some speculation now as to all the diseases of the past things like Lou Gehrig's and some other dread diseases that maybe in all honesty they were linked to limes or some other things like that. Who knows? Because when we're exposed to a bug bite or something like that, your natural predisposition or your natural weakness is going to come out. And, you know, that's that's where it's going to affect you. Like some people, I remember one vacation we had, oh my goodness, I wish so badly we would have known about homeopathy back in those good old days. But I had a, I was just trying to think how many little kids we had. We must have had, I don't know, four or five little kids. So we decided we're going to go up to the Boundary Waters canoe area up near Ely, Minnesota, which is absolutely a gorgeous, gorgeous area. So we go up there, and we weren't going to go canoeing because, like I said, we had a whole bunch of little kids, but we were just going to go up there and go camping and hiking and have such a wonderful vacation. So we went up there. (laughs) I mean, okay, back in the good old days, I did not understand how dangerous some of the mosquito sprays were and I don't even think that they put DEET in stuff back then I really don't because I didn't even hear about that till later you know that they started bragging about having DEET we had just regular mosquito spray I think you know probably the off type stuff and you have to remember this is gosh nearly 30 years ago anyway so we went up there and oh you could literally tell what time of day it was by what kind of bugs were biting you it was awful it was just awful we had regular houseflies you know just it was so funny because they I don't know where they came from because there were no towns anywhere near there but we had regular houseflies we had mosquitoes of course we had black flies we had deer flies and it was awful it was I I can honestly say I was hardly bothered I I dressed I dressed appropriately for whatever time of day it was I mean I was out laying in the sun you know sitting on the edge of the water with the kids and stuff like that and um, I, I don't remember being bothered at all, uh, and, except for the houseflies. When I was trying to cook, like in the afternoon when the heat of the day came up, the houseflies would be there. But <laughs> after, I think we had planned almost a week 
to be up there and we were there probably three or four days and my daughter one of my daughters she's like oh mom I'm so tired of itching because she she was getting bit by absolutely everything and I looked down at her legs and both of her legs were swollen and red and hot and glossy now see if I would have known about apis at that time I could have given her something and um, I think oh sweetie you'll be okay you know and I don't remember what I was putting on it probably nothing at the time <laughs> you know, I could have put some witch hazel or something on it just to soothe it but or vinegar but I, I didn't have anything because I wasn't prepared and then what my husband at one point he said he looked at me and he had this look of not fear on his face but he had been very bothered by the bugs up there as well and he looked at me and he said honey my heart is palpitating I think maybe we better consider <laughs> packing up and going home. He says, because we're too far from a hospital if anything should happen. And I was like, I looked at him and I said, oh my gosh, these guys are really seriously being affected. So we did cut our vacation short. I don't remember if it was two or three days and we had to leave. I, it was so upsetting, you know, and the, because we had these two family members that were having horrid reactions to these bug bites and I had no recourse to anything natural at that time. You know, isn't that sad? And so the one when um, someone asked me to talk about bug bites on a radio show, I'm like, oh my gosh, we do this all the time. We talk about this stuff all the time. But I guess we really haven't put one show together where everything is, you know, we just kind of talk about it. Because the main thing you have to realize is don't be afraid. I keep hearing about the limes, the limes, the limes. And it's like, you know what, you guys, you really be cautious but you cannot go through life with all this fear this it's I, I have a friend who's kind of a germaphobic and I laugh because he's so afraid of germs and, you know and some people have more right to be afraid than others because they are more susceptible but at the same time you cannot go through life like this know your remedies know the symptoms know what to give when those symptoms are present and, and live your life because all of these things can be easily cured if you attack the symptoms very quickly with homeopathic remedies or natural remedies and if you are healthy to begin with and the main thing of course is to get healthy <laughs> and some of the things you know that you can do like I said as well obviously be prudent you know dress for the situation if you're going into the deep woods you need to dress for that uh, I can remember one time my dad told the story about this bachelor I think it was a bachelor anyway it doesn't matter and Dad went over there to see him one day. He had to borrow a part or get something from the uh, the farmer down the road. And he says he went out there and he finally found him out back. And he was laying in the deep grass trying to fix the plow or something like that. My dad said he went out there and here the guy was laying in this, this grass. Mosquitoes everywhere. And Dad said he was having a heck of a time because he was, you know, getting chewed alive. But this guy was laying in the grass, he said, and he was covered with mosquitoes. He had no shirt on. And he was sweaty, but he had no he was he had no mosquito bites, none. And my dad's like, he says, I never seen anything like it. They, they were all over him, but he got he did not get bit at all. And you know, we always wonder, what's the deal? Why do some people get bit and some people don't? And you've heard me talk about this. The mosquitoes love me. <laughs> well, of course they do. I'm I tend to be naturally anemic, and I'm always vitamin B deficient. They love vitamin B deficient people. <laughs> and and people who they, you know, and, and obviously, you know, I've, I've had health problems often on my whole life. I, 
but for 55, I yeah, 55 I think I am now. Anyway, I have to laugh because I know very few 55-year-old people who go out, walk, run, jog, exercise, and do all the things they love in life, bike, and everything they love. They're not on thyroid medication or any other kind of medication. And, and, and I have to admit, I stomp out a lot of fires. I'm under a lot of stress. If I had lived this perfect little life again lately, I'd be fine. But I do stomp out fires. I use homeopathic remedies as needed. My daughter was over the other day and I told her, I says, oh, <laughs> I have this terrible pain. You know, it was in my upper abdomen. And, and she's like, well, mom, doesn't this remedy always work well for you? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, well, then take it. So I later, I just laughed at her. And later that evening, that pain was really bad. And I, I says to my husband, you know, she was telling me I should take this. So I got up and I went and took the remedy. And instantly I started feeling better. Waited 10 minutes, took another dose the next morning. I was the pain was completely gone. And I had been suffering from that pain off and on for almost three weeks. And I was starting to get a little bit concerned. It's like, oh, I got to figure this out, you know. We don't have time to sit down and diagnose ourselves. But the point is, is if we do, take the remedy and you start to feel better, okay? So anyway, we have situations where you're going out into the woods, dress appropriately. And it is a fact that if you wear light colored clothing or white, the mosquitoes are less attracted to you. And wear loose-fitting clothing if you can so that they can't bite through your clothing. Cotton is always really good. If we're, ta- we're talking about mosquitoes, as far as ticks and things like that go, I, you know, it's it, you can wear the loose-fitting clothing if you want to because you're protecting yourself from the mosquitoes as well. But oddly enough, ticks, can they like to grab on to clothing. So if you're going hiking and you can just wear your shorts or whatever, I like to take and use coconut oil because oddly enough parasites don't like coconut oil. They hate it as a matter of fact. I use that for my parasite protocol. I'll like we'll put the horses on that. We'll give them diatomaceous earth early in in the morning like with their feed and in the evening with their feed we give them a half a cup of coconut oil. They love it and the parasites hate it. And so I like to use coconut oil with a couple drops of lemongrass and or rosemary. I like rosemary on externally and I do use it you know um, for situations like this the lemongrass tends to kind of dummy down the camphor or the rosemary but it's still working really really well and you could put like I say mix up that coconut oil with the the lemongrass and rosemary or just the lemongrass because ticks hate lemongrass and you can spray your dogs with lemongrass as well be careful because dogs are very highly sensitive but it will help to keep the ticks off them as well and I like I say just slather your skin all over and your body will love you because it loves coconut oil anyway and the, the ticks are less likely to grab hold and if they do get on you they're less likely to embed and so that's for chiggers as well I know one of the things they asked about was chiggers and I can remember my grandma I you know I've, I've never I shouldn't say that I encountered chiggers once when I was out west and I, I got a bite and holy cats that was so aggravating for days and days but if you would, if you smear your skin again with the coconut oil, it's amazing. A few drops of lemongrass because those boring bugs do not like lemongrass at all. It's a natural deterrent, and uh, they won't bite you that way. But the chiggers, they will not bite you if you've got your skin slathered in oil. You doesn't have to be coconut oil. I like coconut oil because it's a natural parasite deterrent. But you can take any kind of lotion, and you can just add a couple drops of the lemongrass and or rosemary. A lot of people like to add citronella and tea tree, but that's pretty camphorated for me. So I like to stick with the lemongrass and, and rosemary or just the lemongrass. And you can add it to your lotions and you can put that on. 
because when you have that natural barrier on your skin, those chiggers, they don't want to try to penetrate that. Just like the ticks don't want to penetrate that either. And the funny thing is, is for other bugs, you know, we have, we're addressing all sorts of bugs here today. You know, not just mosquitoes or ticks and chiggers, but certain flies as well, like gnats and even fleas. Because fleas, again, they are those biting. They want to bite and draw blood as well. Bed bugs, gnats, and then little flies called midges and spiders. Now, the spiders and bed bugs and fleas may not be quite as deterred by the lemongrass or the coconut oil, but it's still always going to be a deterrent. So it's a really good idea if you're going to be outside a lot, just use these lotions with the lemongrass in, on your skin because, like I said, it does help to deter them from actually biting. Now, a lot of people like to just use a, a bug spray, and you can. There's recipes that you can make your own natural bug sprays, like you know using witch hazel and apple cider vinegar, or you can use the distilled vinegar as well if you don't want to take the chance of staining anything, you know, visibly. Because <laughs> apple cider vinegar won't stain clothing; it'll wash out, but it may have some visible stainings on light-colored clothing. Um, and then use your drops of essential oils. Again, I like the lemongrass and the rosemary. Rosemary, oddly enough, is the herb that make that they make the remedy, homeopathic remedy, Leadum with. And Leadum tends to deter insects also. Leadum is anything for puncture wounds, again, bites. And, you know, the sting is a, is a puncture wound. A bite is a puncture wound. So rosemary is really efficient as, as a, an oil or herb for that and then you can just you know put your mix up your concoction and put it in a little spray bottle and you can spray it at will but like I said if you really want to deter those mosquitoes and ticks then go ahead and slather that on your body as in a layer but these are really good for like I said the swimmer's itch as well we've found that during usually in our part of the country the kids go swimming in the lakes and things like that and they'll have a hatch of these little parasites in the water usually around the end of June. And so the kids, you know, there's always the possibility of them getting swimmer's itch. And even if you're just walking in the water, you can pick up the swimmer's itch because it, these are little tiny chiggers that actually burrow into the skin. And some people, again, are more susceptible to these chiggers than others. But we've found that if the kids have had sunscreen on, they're not as likely to pick up the chiggers. So not that I am in favor of any kind of sunscreen unless it's perfectly natural. I know last year we had the Honest sunscreen in our in our store, and our, the kids really liked that a lot. But I, I actually make my own. <laughs> I mean, I, I like to take the um, just the coconut oil, maybe some cocoa butter, and put in lavender and thyme together, like five drops of lavender to one drop of thyme, and that is a natural anti-aging combination of essential oils. And oddly enough, it promotes the production of melatonin in your body, so that you tend to tan easier. And because it's promoting this production of melatonin, see, that's anti-aging. You're less likely to have harmful effects of the sun. And when you spray that on or you put it in a lotion and you put it on your skin, you're going to tan so quickly and so easily. And it does help. It doesn't protect completely for people who are really light-skinned that they won't burn, but it really does help. Even if you're going to put some sunscreen on, I always have, I encourage that to be put on the skin prior to any other 
you know, skin stuff. And it's it's amazing. It really does work really, really well. So if you're going to the beach, you could put use your coconut oil and your lavender and thyme. And even that, you can put a couple drops of lemongrass in there too. And you just, you know, that's going to help protect from the chiggers and the sun. And it's going to help promote, you know, that moisture in your skin, all sorts of fun things. That's what, that's what I suggest for protecting yourself when it comes to the penetrating bugs. But before all of that, one of the main things for prevention is, like I said before, um, we need to be healthy. We need to make sure we're getting a proper diet. If you look out into the wild, you know, you'll hear stories about, oh, you know, all the deer are dying off or all, all the coons or, you know, like the trappers used to say, oh, it's a bad year. They've got every single thing we trapped this year seems to have mange or their, their coats are not in good shape. Well, very often during times like that, they were depleted for food or minerals. So they were in a in a state where they, they didn't have the opportunity to be as healthy as they normally could and so they would succumb to these parasites. And that's exactly what happens in nature. So then these animals will die off and then they have more food. The next generation has more food. That's just nature's way of taking care of itself. Well here we are as humans and we've talked about this a number of times that we just don't have the minerals and the vitamins available in our food nowadays. Even though we're eating organic and doing the very best we can do, they are depleted. They have been depleted for a number of years now, 50 or more years. Our food has been getting more and more depleted. The statistics are astronomical as far as what the percentage is today of some of our popular fruits and vegetables to what they were just 40, 50 years ago. It's, it's less than half the amount of minerals and vitamins today that we had then. And that's even if they're organic. So we're struggling to get our vitamins and our minerals. And when our bodies are depleted, you know, we, we tend to succumb to these other diseases more readily, more easily, and these bugs are more likely to bite us. If we have a body rich in vitamin B, statistically, we're not going to be bitten by mosquitoes as easily. And the same goes for all of the other minerals. If our bodies are rich in a mineral state, these bugs don't want to bite us because they don't like the taste, okay? If you're in a weakened state, mmm, yum your fair pickings. <laughs> so, you know, I, um, I'm i working really hard to get some of them. I've been doing some research and I'm trying to get a line of product in our store that will really help naturally. And it's, see, it's got to be non-GMO or organic. And it's it's got to be something that nothing's really going to be affordable. That's the problem. But if a person is using it as a supplement and not as their regular diet, you know, something that's just going to help build their bodies up. So I'm trying to find that to put in my store. And right now I'm in the process of there's two different products that I'm looking at that I consider really affordable in comparison to some other products. And so hopefully within the next few weeks we'll we'll have a really good line of product there. But it's really important to keep your bodies rich in these minerals and vitamins. And like I said, it has to be a whole food. You know, I can't be, you know, have to be really, really careful with these supplements. I People say, what kind of vitamins do you suggest? I really don't. But if it's in a whole food form, yes, then it's good. But the problem is, is your body can't assimilate this vitamin if that vitamin's not present or this mineral if that mineral's not present. So, you know, so it's like vitamin E. Your body can't assimilate that if you don't have proper amounts of selenium and vice versa. So it's, you, that's why whole foods are so important because whole foods are made the way God made them and so he naturally puts these things side by side. You can't take extract one thing from another and expect your body to understand how to use that. So that's why I keep telling people you know just be careful of those vitamins you're taking or you know, those minerals you're taking because if it's not the way God designed it, if it's not present in like I say the way he has 
placed it before us in the form of food, then your body's not going to be able to use it anyway. It's just a really expensive way to kill you, to, you know, hurt your kidneys or your liver while it's trying to decide what to do with it. So you have to be really, really careful with that. So anyway, we need to get ourselves healthy. And by doing that, we are not going to be defenseless to these parasites and these other invaders. So we're dressing in lightweight clothing or we have just bare legs with, you know, good um, lemongrass lotion on there and we are protecting ourselves from these bugs naturally. Why do we want to protect ourselves? Okay, yes, we don't want to be germaphobics and we don't want to be worried about all these diseases, but we do need to understand that many bugs do carry these diseases. Back a few years ago, I told you the story of my horse who had West Nile. I was prepared for that because it was going through the area and for whatever reason I had called my homeopath I said what are we going to do and so he did the research he said well belladonna is the cure so I made sure I had belladonna 30x on hand it was amazing it was just absolutely amazing I'm not even sure which podcast I talked about that in but it, it was an amazing story it was documented I had the blood test drawn he did have West Nile okay and I turned I was able to take this horse who was stumbling and couldn't even get his head out of the dish after he got so sick had a high fever and he just stood there for two days didn't move a muscle and he had turned him back out to pasture after four days I did give him belladonna higher potency periodically for the next six weeks to get rid rid of the residual effects of that West Nile because what West Nile does is it's it's a form of disease that hits the um, the meninges of the brain like encephalitis or meningitis and whether it be, you know, this is a virus, but meningitis can also be bacterial or viral, but it affects the meninges of the brain so they get inflamed and that causes such immense pain you can't even imagine. The sensitivities to light, sound, everything in the body hurts worse. And so anyway, this horse, he was very afraid, you know, he, was, he would spook, you know, like, you know, a horse when they're afraid of something, they'll they kind of blow because they they can't see it right or it's something they don't recognize so that's kind of their warning signal and they'll they'll shy away so he would do that he would he would you know like that if he was afraid of something and so until he quit doing that which was about six weeks I would go out and it wasn't very often but every now and then something would affect him that way so I'd give him the belladonna 30c so I was doing that once or twice a week for that full six weeks and he completely healed up it was amazing amazing. So you, you don't have to be afraid of these diseases. You know, encephalitis, meningitis, all these things. I'm pretty much convinced that if you have a disease, and I, I'm talking like even the lymphangitis and things like this that you get from a bite or something like that, if you take the belladonna and the phytoloca and silica, you're pretty much going to be able to get rid of anything that has invaded the body and you don't want it there. Because the belladonna is gonna is the viral interrupter. It's going to interrupt that virus. And most of the things we get from these bugs is virus. Okay, like the limes is not virus. That's bacterial. But if it affects the lymph nodes, you know, the phytoloca, the you know, the silica is gonna help to get rid of that. We're gonna kinda talk about lime here in a minute. But the point is, is we don't need to run around being afraid. We look at the symptoms, say, hmm, I think I was bit by this. I'm not sure. I can't really remember. Here's my symptoms. Treat those symptoms. And like I say, we're going to get into some of those symptoms of these bug bites coming up here. You know what? This is going to be a longer podcast than I really kind of wanted it to be. So I think what we'll do is we'll plan to take a break and we'll finish this podcast in a part two. So until next week, when we're going to talk about these other diseases a little bit and what kind of remedies to give 
for those particular issues, then, you know, I really hate to leave you all hanging like this, but like I said, I, I, I'm not supposed to let these podcasts get so long. <laughs> so until next time, may God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.